It is the NFL Edge podcast. I'm Dave Rothberg. She is Kristen Rogers, looking fresh and, and vibrant as we do our big Super Bowl preview podcast. Hello, Kristen Rogers. How are you? Dave, I'm great. Thank you for the uh, the early morning compliments. Yeah, vibrant for sure, because it is finally Super Bowl week, and I could not be more excited. So let me find this out. I um, I am Ebenezer Scrooge when it comes to this, but I don't think you are. So I'll ask you, and you can answer, and then I guess you can ask me, and I'll, I'll rain on your parade. What do you have planned for the big game? What are your plans for the Super Bowl? You know, I... Mm, I absolutely love Super Bowl Sunday. Usually I spend Super Bowl Sunday um, watching it from within a control room uh, when, you know, I'm, I'm anchoring or I'm hosting um, this Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I'm going to I'm going to actually be able to cook. And you know what, Dave, I'm going to be able to make my world famous guacamole. Really? I know that that is I know I'm, I'm like talking myself up. But no, this guac is like the most requested thing that I make. Um, my secret if I, if I will, you know, divulge just a little bit, um, I use white onion, uh, and garlic. No one puts garlic in their guac and it really does make everything so much better. Wow. But here's my question for you. Are you a large group gathering for the Super Bowl? Are you just maybe like you and, and one other, how, how big, how wild, how crazy does it get? Yeah, um, it can't get too crazy because I actually need to like sit and watch the game. Like I'm not, I'm not one of those like social butterflies that can like try to have one eye on the game while also be, you know, like talking with other people or like, you know, like refreshing the drinks in the kitchen or something like that. I can't do that. No, no, no. I need to be like sitting on the couch, watching the game, because also you may rain on the parade when it comes to the commercials. I love the commercials. I love the halftime show. Like they, there is not a single second of the Super Bowl that I don't like to watch. So I need to be like, I prep everything ahead of time and I need to be sitting on the couch. There can be other people there. Like we, we can have our conversations, but I need to sit on the couch, watch the Super Bowl and, and not be distracted by, you know, uh, too many other people. So I would say like six to eight is a good group okay. as long as everyone has a seat. That's what I'll say. All right. I, I'm very, and I emphatically very anti-Super Bowl party. See, I had a feeling you were going to say that, Dave. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want the, oh, this is so nice. And look at this football game. And, oh, there's a McDonald's commercial. And, oh, have you seen what the new. Can I just say you're like, you're you're talking like an 80-year-old woman from yeah. Long Island. What voice is that? Because that, that's what, it, it gets me angry like that. It's like, oh, look at the, oh, a Chevrolet commercial. Oh, that George Clooney. I'd bet anything that, oh, Lady Gaga. And I hate it. I hate it all. I, I don't. I don't like, I don't need a 35 minute halftime. I don't need a 17 hour pregame. Although I'm, I'm okay with that. It's unnecessary. And I don't need the, oh, the commercials were so good. Give me, and this is why I, I like this Super Bowl, but I don't love it like so many other people do. Just give me the game. That's all I want. You know, I, I just I just want football. I'm not looking for all the bells and the whistles and the pomp and circumstance and all that crap. I just want football. You know what? I I can respect that you're a purist, but you really are just like Scrooge Scrooge McDuck over here. I, yeah, I got I it. I told you. I mean, I I knew it was going to happen, but let me let me throw this back at you then. Are you saying though that you don't enjoy maybe some of the elevated game day eats that come on Super Bowl Sunday? 
No, I'm fine with that. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to have to, you know, trouble myself with them. But if I'm watching the game and all of a sudden, you know, little hot dogs come out of the oven or there's a special guac, uh, you know, chip and dip kind of thing, I'm fine with that. If it's, hey, Dave, can you run into the kitchen and grab some this and do that? I don't want responsibility. I'll tell you that. I don't want to. I don't want to be asked. Can you help with this? Can you go get napkins? Can you? We, we're we're short on glasses. I am very anti the Super Bowl get together. I'm I'm that guy. Why do I feel like that statement you saying you don't want the responsibility or being asked to do things not just only applies on Super Bowl Sunday, but in the rest of your life? Uh, no, I don't think that's fair at all, and I think that's that's mean spirited to be honest. Uh, I am fine with. Hey, can you grab a couple napkins and bring them over to the dinner table? That I can do. Uh, uh, your little one doesn't have a drink. You know what? What would you like me to get him? Water, apple juice. I can do that as well. But I'm not looking on Super Bowl Sunday. Can uh, go into the kitchen and get a spanakopita. Uh, that's looking for spanakopita. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be involved in that. You eat spanakopita on, on, on Super Bowl Sunday? It's possible. Look at that. I, I learn something new every day. I will tell you. My, my menu is very simple. It, it is going to be some some nice cold adult bev- beverages. It's going to be some guac, um, some some buffalo chicken, and, and, and that's all she wrote. I also won't be drinking. Mm. And you say, why will you not be drinking? Because I don't want it to ruin my bringing in and viewing experience. I need to focus, and I need to be razor sharp. So I'm not going to be having, you know, beers and, and wine and champagne like these crazy hoodlums do. I won't be doing that. I'm glad to know that I fit within the hoodlum category. I think that's the first time I've ever been yes. uh, sorted out as a as a hoodlum. But I will gladly take it on Super Bowl Sunday if that means sitting on my couch watching the game uh, amongst friends and loved ones. So we'll, we'll take it that way. All right, you hoodlum. Uh, let's get to the game. One team that... I don't think it's a surprise that's here. One team that is an absolute shock that is here. Rams, yeah. I think most of us gave them a great chance to start the season, midway through the season, at the end of the season, to wind up getting here. I don't think anybody thought the Bengals would be sitting here in this situation. Yeah, and I think that's what makes this story so much fun. Um, it is... It's it's really been incredible too, just in the in the in the two weeks since we last saw the Bengals play that the the kind of the lore and the um the like the the history that is now Joe Burrow and the Bengals and I say history just looking back from what Joe Burrow has done from his LSU days and I mean there, there's just so much um kind of hype around who he's been. And, you know, we see him out there with the Cartier glasses and which are like now like a top seller, which just everything he's doing right now, I cannot get enough of. But at the same time, he's coming out with quotes that are, you know, like kind of don't be flashy, like work in silence, like get this done on your own, like be humble. Focus on getting better. Don't have a workout and go and post it on Instagram the next day and then go and sit on your butt for four days. And everyone thinks you're working hard, but you're really not. Work in silence. Don't show everybody what you're doing. Let your your game on Friday nights and Saturday nights and Sunday nights show all the hard work that you put in. Don't worry about you know, all that social media stuff. So he's saying all the right things too, right? Like he is exactly who you want to see coming up in this next generation of young quarterbacks. And uh, it's it's creating for a really great storyline coming into Sunday. Uh, I think this game has so many storylines to make it exciting. But you you mentioned Joe Burrow. Uh, let me throw this at you. And I don't I don't think there's an answer. Have you ever seen a player that has taken an organization which was a joke, 
And this quickly led them to relevance and one game shy of the promised land. Yeah, I, I don't think that I can. I mean, it's crazy thinking back to just two years ago, you know, when Zach Taylor first came aboard and, and where this Bengals team was. And I mean, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, that is that's some sort some sort of combination right there, because that has I mean, Joe on his own has done so much for the Bengals to lift them up to where this team is. Um, despite the fact that I feel like every single week we, we talk about their shortcomings. We talk about the fact that they haven't been here before. We talk about the fact that their offensive line isn't that great. And and Joe continues to prove all of us wrong. And yeah, to your point, they are just one win away from taking it all. Uh, one win from, from hoisting the Lombardi Trophy for the first time. They're 0-2 in the, uh, in the Super Bowl. This is their third appearance. First time they're not taking on the San Francisco 49ers, so they take on the Niners' rivals in the Rams. All right, so let's start to attack this game a little bit. For Cincinnati to win this game, in your mind, what needs to happen, Kristen? Yeah, I, I think we're going to have to see Joe Burrow do what we've seen in past situations, knowing just how how good that that Rams front is. I mean, the, the key to this game is going to be how the Bengals can handle Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd. I mean, it is, it's going to be a tough, tough, tough test for, for the Bengals front. And, and from that side of things, I mean, Joe Burrow is going to have to speed up his clock. He, he, he's going to have to, he's going to have to get the ball out quickly. He's going to have to make some quick, sharp decisions. Um, I, I think he has the playmakers around him to help in that situation, but this is going to have to be one of those situations where the moment can't get too big for him, which I get is one of the biggest cliches that you can maybe throw around um, in the Super Bowl. But for Burrow, is that, is that for Burrow, you can't get too big? Yeah, the moment can't get too big for him. Like he's been on. Is that a concern for you, though? No, I, I don't worry about that at all. I, well, I'm, I'm, I was just about to say that he's been on these stages before national championship games. Like he, he's, you know, obviously just now won an AFC championship game as well. But just the moment and the crowd that is the Super Bowl. Like I get that the national championship is a tick off the list. Like I get that the AFC championship is a tick off the list. But he just has to remember what he's done. I, I don't, I don't expect Joe Burrow to make mistakes because the moment is too big, but he just has to make sure that it he he can speed up what he's doing because you know that Aaron Donald, Von Miller are, are coming right down his throat. Yeah, that that to me is is the concern also because we saw what they were against Tennessee. It was much better against Kansas City, but Kansas City's defense not as good as Tennessee. And now you go up against, I mean, you mentioned it, right? Leonard Floyd and Von Miller and and Aaron Donald. So I do worry about that, and I, I worry about that a, a decent amount. It, can he stay upright, and can they get the ball out quickly, and can they establish a running game? You know, the Niners could not in that NFC Championship game. They did in the prior meetings. They could not in the NFC Championship game. If you make him one-dimensional and you make him need to throw the football, I think you have real concerns if you're Cincinnati, real concerns. And that is the absolute strength of that Rams defense is their is their front four. So right there, I think I think you hit it on the head, is if they can, if he has time to throw the football, because they, their guys will get open, right, between Boyd and and Chase and and Higgins, and it looks like Uzoma's supposed to play in this game. Their guys will get open. The question is, does he have time to hit the guys downfield? And I think that this is one of the great questions. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to envision that he's going to have a lot of time to throw the football. Yeah, and in a lot of cases he hasn't. I mean, against the Chiefs, you know, I, su surprisingly he did. Um, but 
it's not like this is a a new thing of, you know, they just had a lineman go down. This is ha- has been an issue for this team pretty much all season long, knowing that their offensive line is is mediocre. Um, and they have found ways. So I I I give full faith in, in what Zach Taylor is is putting together and and what Joe Burrow is going to be able to do. Um it is, I mean, probably gonna be I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but going to be the, the the toughest you know front that they've gone up against all season long. But you would think, yeah. But but I I think that they're going to be able to handle that kind of pressure. Well, we will find out. And, and can the running game get going? I think that's big as well. See, I, you you mentioned Burrow, and I don't think you were concerned. But you know, is the moment too big? Can he slow it down? I don't worry about that. I, not not even a little bit. My concerns are can they keep him upright? Because against Tennessee, they couldn't. And you say t- you mentioned Zach Taylor. I thought he did a terrible job adjusting in that game. Like, it was from beginning to end. He never made any adjustments, and this poor kid was under duress the entire game. And then can you run the football? See, if you can run the football, then all of a sudden play action becomes an issue, and hopefully you you have a little more time to throw it. If you can't and you're one-dimensional, you're really in for one. Yeah, you you are right. And I'm not trying to change the subject over to the Rams too quickly here. But when you talk about coaches that maybe, you know, haven't made adjustments that they've needed to in this playoff series, I, I mean, Sean McVay, again, great coach, just like Zach Taylor. But there were definitely moments against the 49ers that I think um, left us with concerns or maybe a, a couple of little red flags about, you know, what he does in these these big game situations. Yeah, listen, he was uh, you could almost say they're here in spite of uh, of the coaches. Right. Zach Taylor was not great in that game. And you flip to the other side and you, you look at uh, Sean McVay. He, I, I thought he was not just bad. I thought he was horrendous. In the NFC Championship game, Kristen. I mean, he used his challenges on horrendous plays. He he had no timeouts at the end of that game, and still they wind up sitting here in the big dance. Yeah, and I think that was the uh, that, that that's a great way great way to phrase it. Um, but it's uh, but then again, you know, they are still here in the big dance. Uh, McVeigh has been here before. Um, we'll see if uh, third time's the charm or second time's the charm for him. Excuse me. First time was a terrible game. First time was not great. Oh, that game against the Patriots was brutal. So, all right, let, let, let's uh, – we've thrown out the questions, Cincinnati wins if what. Uh, before we move to the Rams, how about that Cincinnati defense? Do you, do you envision them finding a way to uh, neutralize maybe too strong, control, get the better of the Rams' offense? I mean, I, I think it's going to be tough, right, because I don't think that there is – any offense that was more methodically put together than this Rams offense. They have spent so much money on putting this this offense together. Um, that said, I mean, I, I think you look at some of these guys like Logan Wilson, who has just been incredible for Cincinnati. Um, I, I think you look at what they were able to do against the Chiefs, and I, I think we know that they um, – are obviously not as flashy as what we've seen from this Bengals offense because they have just been so much fun to watch. But I mean, they, you know, we, you you look at a guy like Sam Hubbard and he was he was tough against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it was he he made Patrick Mahomes have to make mistakes, and I think that's what we're going to have to see from this Bengals defense going up against Matthew Stafford and the Rams offense on Sunday. Is the secondary good enough? I, I mean, I just it's a concern. And they were, they were, listen, second half, they were great. You remember how bad they were in the first half against the Chiefs? Yep. Really, really bad. And you could almost argue that the Rams have more weapons than than the Chiefs, right? I mean, when, when you look at, at Beckham and, and Cooper Cup and then throw Cam Akers into the mix and, and Stafford, I know the quarterback's not as good, but still, that's a really good offense, a really good offense there for the Rams. 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. Again, I, I will double down. I don't think any team has been more, more methodical about putting together their offense, especially when it comes to how much money they've spent on it than the Los Angeles Rams. Like they have, they have spent every single penny to get to this point. And I think not getting, not, not hoisting the Lombardi trophy on Sunday night will be a disappointment because of all of the work that they've put into, to build this super team. A huge disappointment. And not only that, they've mortgaged everything. Yep. Right? They don't have they don't have a, a first round pick for years. Look at the guys that they've acquired. Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey, and they pick up Beckham and they trade for Stafford. I mean, they have gone all in. Now they're a good team and they're good enough that they could be back next year, but the there there's a shelf life, I guess, with the Rams. The the, the Bengals are this is before we even thought they had a chance to wind up in this situation. Yeah, Bengals are going to be back on this stage for years to come. Just knowing how young this team is, how much potential they still have left. Um, but yeah, you are right. I mean, it's it's. I saw it with the, the, the Eagles in 2017, 2018. I mean, you have incredible veterans on your team um, that said there is a shelf life. I mean, that's that's the kind of the tough business of, of the, the National Football League is you know that every team is going to be different the next year. And you know that when it comes to some of these veterans that, you know, they're, they're here for, you know, a one, two and done. That's it. Uh, it, it's not going to be this this kind of same caliber of, of, of team come next season. So you, you have to win now while you have a chance because um, it's going to be a while. And what when they do reach that that expiration date, it, it truly, oh. to your point, is going to be a while before I feel like they can they can get back to where they're at. All right. So that being said, they need to win this game to at least get to the mountaintop. And again, if you're if you're a fan of a team, you would mortgage. If I told you right now that your team is going to have, I don't know, years of of being irrelevant, but I'm going to give you a Super Bowl. I think most fans uh, would absolutely take that, unless you're like a Patriots fan, right, where you're Ugh. so spoiled. But if you're if you're a Jets fan, I mean, if I offered you a Super Bowl, oh my gosh, yeah, you, you would take it and give up the next decade. Look at what the Giants have done. They won two Super Bowls, beat the Patriots, had one of the greatest wins in in the history of football, and they've been awful for a decade. I'd still take it. I'd still take it. Yeah. But all that being said, they have to win this game, the Rams. So from the Rams' perspective. What do they have to do? They win this game if what in your mind? I think I think they're going to win this game if they can control the the time of time of the game. I I think that this is a a team that ran the ball very effectively against the 49ers. Um and I think that if they can control the game clock, they are going to do very well against the Bengals. Yeah, I, I agree with you in the point that, that and I think the running game comes into play here. You know, Matthew Stafford, and again, he's been excellent in the postseason, but he's he's had moments where you're like, oh, God, right? They, they tried to give that game away against Tampa. Not his fault, but they couldn't. He made that awful throw that the kitchen intercepted Tart right down the middle of the field, and, and he couldn't against the Niners. It was a dreadful throw. He actually tied for the most interceptions on the season in the league with 17, so a running game, right? Hugely important in my mind. And I think you have a real chance if you're the the Rams to establish a running game, you know, run the ball. I think both teams I think I think a running game for both of these teams is monumentally important. But you're the Rams, you establish Cam Akers, right? You you still have Sony Michelle, you run the football, then you work in the play action, you get your quarterback time and and you could I could envision them kind of picking um picking the Bengals defense to shreds. I I can actually see a 
scenario in which that happens. I get it as well, because I think if you use Cam Akers, you use Sony Michelle to just methodically move the ball down the field and then have, have Stafford take his shots when, when he can and, you know, kind of in those in those big situations i i think i could that's how i imagine the the rams to move the ball on sunday and i think that they can do it well um but i think it's a matter to to your point of getting that run game going behind acres and, and sony michelle yep so run game very important defensively uh, just do what you do right they yeah they absolutely took over the end of that game against the niners they took it over yeah and you could see aaron donald and he and it kind of felt like he willed them uh to that victory and very successfully, they got it done. Now, you can blame Garoppolo, and you can say he wasn't very good, and that's true. But coupled into that, Kristen, has to be the fact that that, that Rams defense, really, they were they were just sensational at the close of that game. Yeah, and I think they, I mean, I don't, I don't expect them to slow down anytime soon. I mean, they're, they're holding opponents in, uh, in the playoffs uh, here in 2022 to just like, I think, 18.3 points a game. Um, this, this Rams defense is, is the real deal. Just as much as we talk about the Rams, uh, you know, front office mortgaging everything for, again, their, their offense. I mean, look at their defense. Um, it is, I mean, it is so powerful and it, to the point we brought up earlier, it's going to be really tough for that Bengals offensive line to give Burrow time to throw, to give Burrow time to make a decision. Um, it's, uh, but th- then again, we, we, we've seen teams be able to, you know, kind of create that pocket here in the playoffs, even up against, um, you know, Aaron Donald and Von Miller. And, um, I, I, I do, I, I expect these guys to ramp it up though. Like I, I feel like Aaron Donald on this stage is is going to be something just like just a monstrosity. It's going to be something special to watch. I I tend to agree with you. So we, we've now kind of gone through the game a little bit. We need to we need to make our pick for the game. Before we do that, are you? Because I know you're m- m- Miss Guacamole, and it's all fun. And oh, who's coming up with the halftime show? Are you uh, are you involving yourself in prop bets this year? Is that something you enjoy? I, I do. Yes. Um, we're, we're getting into them, but can I tell you the one prop bet that like, I just, I absolutely two prop bets, one that I love and one that I hate. One that you love, like in general or specifically one, like if you were a gambler, you'd say, guys, here's my advice. Go make this prop bet. I love the over under of the national anthem. Yes. Year in, year out. I love prop bets when it comes to the national anthem. I think that I am pretty good at, at waging how long a, a vocalist is going to go for. All right. Um, I personally love that one. But the one that I hate is the coin toss. I don't know why, but I have I never hit on it. I, I feel like I'm going up against the Chiefs. I can't do it for whatever reason. I, I can't. How could you never hit on it? I can't let myself... It's a 50-50 chance, yet it's not. I don't know, Dave. It never works for me, so I I have to steer clear of that one. I have learned my lesson. It's just, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. But that said, I do love the over-under on the national anthem. All right, so because, and I've established this, I, I don't I don't care um, about many of these superfluous, superfluous things. Who is, uh, you might not know, who's singing the anthem in this year's, uh, in this year's Super Bowl? Oh, it's Mickey Guyton. Who country singer? Interesting. Okay. Who is Mickey? Who is Mickey Guyton? <laughs> She's earned four Grammy nominations, including nod for best country solo performance. You've never heard of Mickey Guyton? I've heard oh, of the name. Stop it! But here's the thing, Dave. I need to go now. Listen to Mickey Guyton sing for 
you know, a few songs, get a feel for her pace, and then I can go about my day. Because I feel like, at least in the over-under when it comes to the national anthem, I can do some sort of research. The coin flip, no. I'm over it. Doesn't happen. All right. All right. We will we will see uh, how Mickey Guyton performs in that uh, in that rendition of the national anthem. But you're not willing to go out there because you don't have you don't have a full how do you say like a, a repertoire of Mickey Guyton knowledge. So you can't you can't make your projection a prediction of what she's going to do with the anthem. Not right now. No, I will throw it out on Twitter um, in a few days. I look forward to that. All right. So is there any other prop bet? Because I'm not doing it. I'll allow you to do it. I guess if you push me, I will. But is there any other prop bet that that moves the needle for you? Would you like me to run through some of them? You, you tell me. Yeah, run through some of them. I want to push back on you, though. I know you're not going to involve yourself, but take off your your screw chat and and, and dive into it, Dave. It's a fl- it really should be a national holiday. So just celebrate. Monday should be a national holiday. Fair point. Fair point. Mo- the Monday after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday. All right, Aaron Donald. Does he get a sack or not? Minus 190 that he does, plus 160 that he doesn't. Stop me when it, when something interests you. Um, Chase, the first touchdown scorer of the game, plus 675. Interesting. So where? So I'm going to throw throw back on that because I've seen Odell. Who, who is the favorite in that right now? Because I've seen Odell Beckham Jr.'s name thrown around a lot. You're asking me questions I don't have the answer to. I, I oh. only have certain things on my list, and, and Chase being... Uh, the first one to score a uh, a touchdown is at plus six seventy five, but I don't. I will say I feel like it, it is going to be OBJ, but that's that's my two cents. Yeah, because that that's great. Just rub rub salt into my wounds. How am I rubbing salt into your wounds right now? OBJ was my guy. Well, yes, but but you've been such a Rams fan Rams fan this season. I I uh, no, I'm not a Rams fan. I wasn't sure where you were going with all this. So Cooper Cup over under 106 and a half for his uh, his receiving yards and any of the ones that I've uh, brought to your attention interest you. I could offer you a. Uh, an MVP. I feel like MVP is going to go to Joe Burrow, even if I I think we, it may be one of those wacky situations where even if the the Rams have to end up taking this, I feel like Burrow is going to be MVP. Ah, uh, don't do that. If you, if you, you, you losing players do not win the MVP, uh, that would be a mistake by you. If you if you think that the Bengals are going to win, by all means go with Burrow. If you don't, don't go with Joe Burrow. Well, I mean, we'll get to our picks here in just a bit, right? I think we should do it now. Okay, who do you have in Super Bowl Fifty Six? All right. Um, well, we're, we're working with a consensus line of four and a half, yes, at the moment? Yes, we are. I actually hope to be wrong because I'd like to see the Bengals win this game outright, but I, I don't see it. Uh, I think that they're, the, the Rams are going to move the ball almost at will. Uh, I expect a big game from their offense. I think their defense is too much. I, I think this game, truthfully, is is not all that competitive. Now, I thought the same thing about their game against uh, – against the Chiefs. I thought they were going to get blown out, and they, they did until they didn't. But I, I'm looking at Rams 31-20, 31-17, and, and maybe even not that close. I, I think the Rams have their way in this game, and they they don't travel far for the celebration. They stay in L.A., maybe a get-together in L.A., a celebration in L.A., and they send the Bengals on their way. I, I like the Rams minus the 4.5, and, a half, and I, I like them quite a lot in this one. I, I feel like that's the, definitely the smart play. That is that is the the smart smart play, smart bet in this situation. Um, but Dave, uh, you are gonna hate my reasoning for this, but I love a good story. I I love a good underdog. 
we, I, I, after living in the city of underdogs for, for four years, I, I am enamored by underdogs. Joe Burrow and the Bengals are underdogs. I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals are going to win Super Bowl 56. I think this is going to be a incredible performance by Burrow, by that offense. I think we're going to see the defense. It's, it's going to be tougher than what we saw just up against the Chiefs, but I, I think the Bengals are going to take this. I think this is going to be like a um, like a 27-24. Bengals get it done on their last drive. I, I think this is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals year. Uh, listen, I hope you're right. I want you to hit on this one. And how great would it be if uh, the kid out of Florida, the rookie kicker McPherson, beats – because remember, he beat the Titans on a walk-off. Would love it. He yep. beat the Chiefs on a walk-off. Could he beat the Rams on a walk-off? I don't know. But this this is it, Kristen. And then Sunday night, depression sets in, realizing we will not see football for about six months. And then we'll be sad and we'll, hud- we'll huddle together next week. We will. But it's like there's that that progressive commercial right now where it's like, you know, you're turning into your parents and you they, they go to the the they go to the football game and they're in the parking lot and they're like we still all agree that we're going to leave in the third quarter, right? And then the guy says, um, what does he say? It's like, uh, like no, like, let's like, not can, talk. Can we go into the game first? Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's like, can we not talk about leaving the game until we actually get, get into the game? That's what I'm going to say back to you. Can we not talk about the season ending right now? I just want to continue to experience the joy that is Super Bowl week and, and everything that's, that's coming up to Sunday. After then, I will be sad and depressed, but for now. Okay, I, fair enough. It's a reasonable point. But if you park as far away as possible, first in, first out would work there as well. The number of times that I have said some of those quotes when I've been at like media parking for a football game, yeah. my goodness, I feel seen. That's why it's so terrifying, because it's so accurate with making fun of, of the population. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I feel seen. They, they, they know how I think. So you're taking the Bengals. I'm taking the Rams. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the guac. And we'll do this again next week. Enjoy it, Kristen. We'll recap it then, Dave. We sure will. For Kristen Rogers, I'm Dave Rothenberg. And this has been the NFL Edge Podcast. (laughs) 